Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to be at the MCG last night. Uh, 82,000 people uh, north of that for India and Zimbabwe. Now, it was a domination in the end by India, but what a special, special um, time it was to be there, a privilege to be there, to see just the joy and the love and the adulation the Indian fans have for their team. Um, it was essentially a dead rubber. I mean, they could get back to top spot, but they were already through to the semifinals, yet you would think that they'd, by the way the crowd roared for a single, let alone a six, that they were just about to claim the World Cup. Um, it was a joy to be there. The man I was alongside, who is always a joy to be with, was Darren Chuck Berry. Uh, hello, partner. Yeah, good evening, partner. I agree with you. I was lucky enough to be there with Jared on that first massive game between India and Pakistan. Uh, we might get a replay, but I'm glad you got to experience that last night, and it just gives you a snapshot, and, and our listeners at SEN, the passion that the Indian supporters have is unmatched. It's unrivaled. I've never seen anything like it in more, all my travels. I suppose on the other side of the coin, Sam, we've probably got to have a real good look in the mirror because only 18,000 turned out in Adelaide to watch the Australians uh, in what was a very crucial game. So something's not adding up at the moment. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll have a chat about the, the semifinals that are to come and, and, and the phenomenal upsets that have occurred, whether it be Ireland beating England, uh, Namibia beating Sri Lanka, or um, uh, Netherlands beating South Africa, Netherlands knocking them out. Yes. Africa, yes. Uh, so those are all extraordinary and, and, and such a bu- such a, um, a highlight of, of this World Cup because it shows how cricket is growing around the world. But let's speak about the Aussies because there's two sides to this coin. I think that the Indian fans look at it like it's they're as much a part of the team as the Indian players are. They buy in completely. We didn't get buy-in and we didn't get results on the field or off the field. So there were some that say that the team didn't quite turn up, but the fans didn't turn up either. Why in a World Cup when we are defending champions do the people say, I'm not interested? It's a great question and I absolutely don't have the exact answer, but I think all throughout today and the last few days there's been a lot of people probably far more qualified than me and closer to the setup that have come out with various reasons behind it. There, there's no hiding the fact that we are the current champions and we've hosted it in our country and it's a failure with the team that we have that we haven't made the top four and played the semi-finals. So there has to be some question. We can't just sweep it under the carpet. I was really upset the other day when I and I heard um, some responses from some of the players to say, oh, well, we move on pretty quick. You know, we play a lot of cricket. I mean, please tell me that's not the attitude. Please tell me it's not the attitude. For someone here who would have given his right arm to play for his country, and I was never good enough, Sam, to do that. So to watch it, to commentate on the game, and to still be a passionate Australian cricket enthusiast, I'm worried that there is some scars from the, the, the Justin Langer murky water transition over to the new coach, Andrew McDonald. I don't think the public have accepted that very well. And clearly, they're not turning up to watch the team. So I don't know the answer for that. Yeah. Um, And it's frustrating. It is frustrating. Tim Gossage believes wholeheartedly that in the West especially, that is why we got at a 50,000 or 60,000 seat stadium, we got about 20 odd uh, to, to the Australia game that was there. So that 
you believe might be permeating around the country, and maybe it's the apathy in Australia for T20 cricket, but we've been shown up by the, the crowds of just about every other nation, even though they might have been smaller in number, but their passion, their joy for their team. I mean, that pocket of um, Zimbabwean fans that were there last night of the 82,000, whatever it was, they might have been about 50. But they were jumping yep. up and down. They were waving their flags. They were proud, um, you know, for every moment that they had that was a positive one, even though they went down by over 70 or 71 runs it was in the end. So we seem to just not really care as much in this country. We're, we're not as well, big a cricket fans maybe as we like to think that we are. Well, I'm trying to dissect it as you're asking the question, Sam, and I'll give you this. I've been, you know, I work in a sporting school mm. at Roville Secondary College. It's a sports-based school, and I'm involved there with some high-class coaches that have played elite-level sport, okay? And I won't name them, but some elite-level sportsmen and ex-players and we had a conference today and four people came to me separately and said, what's the matter with the Aussie team? And I looked at them, I said, what do you reckon's wrong? And they said, they're on the nose. We don't want to support them anymore. Wow. You know, that hurt me a little bit. And I, yeah. and I thought about it, you know, and, and it's not just maybe the transition of Justin Langer. Is there still some carryover back to the sandpaper affair? I think there is. And I think these scars are deep. Look how long it took us to get... Well, we're still not over the Trevor Chapel underarm and the New Zealanders will forever hold that against us. Well, I think a combination of factors. It's not one issue, mm. but sandpaper left a real sour taste. The Langer departures left a sour taste. And I think a lot of people of my age and above have probably said, yeah, we're, we're not interested. And that is a great concern. And Sam, I know we're pushed for time. The other thing I'll say... I reckon we've overcooked the big bash. And the quality, you and I have commentated on it, and we love it. We yeah, love it. We, we love we're it. cricket nuffies, you and I. But I, I, the appetite for that has dropped off. Now, that's where we should be picking our, our Australian T20 side from. Tim David has got that opportunity, but there's a few others that haven't, and we're picking players that don't even play in the big bash. I think that's an issue as well. I'm starting to have a look at some other things as well, Chuck, and we, I didn't realise we were going to spend most of the time trying to figure out why the people aren't buying into the Australian side in a T20 situation. But the crowds for one day haven't been good either. Our test crowds will still be good, but we'll get a test of that this year against South Africa and the West Indies. But when the test captain is rested for a big part of the, the build-up to this World Cup, and that's not a crack at Pat Cummins, but and then you've got a tinkering with a side that it's changing every sort of... Tour every sort of game in the lead up. That wasn't they used this. They used the side that they had as their best side once in nine games in the build up yep. to this World Correct. Cup. And then you've got Glenn Maxwell saying, you know, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm sure he'd want to take those comments back. But maybe it's a case of, well, if you're gonna change a team around all the time. We can't really buy into the players because we don't really know if they're going to be there. If the test captain doesn't really, you know, he's going to have a break because he's got IPL that they've done and so many of them do. And I don't begrudge them the earn. I do not begrudge them at all. I'm just wondering if this is other people's reason. So if it doesn't mean as much to you, then why would it mean much to me? Yep. If it's not important to you, it's not important to me. There's a bit of that. Look, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of concerns. We've raised three or four of them tonight. There's others that have raised other issues over the, the, the last few days since we've bowed out, but it is a concern, and I think accountability factor needs to be looked at it. I, I'm worried 
worried. I am really worried about at the moment uh, the state of Australian cricket. Not we've got the players, but Sam, I'm old fashioned, and I know people say he's out of touch. But am I when I say this? Playing for your country is everything, and I think now there is, in a, in essence, what Glenn Maxwell said is right. They play so much cricket, mm. and they go from one colour to another colour to another colour, and I don't think. In fact, I know. I know it doesn't have the same meaning, and I'll get shot down for saying it, but when you and I were kids, watching Australia and playing for Australia was everything. Now, I, I don't believe it is, because I think they can earn so much money playing around the world that playing for the country, dare I say it, is not as important as it once was, and it hurts me to say that. From a... Uh, from an on-field perspective, Chuck, we, we don't have a ton of time left, but what would you like to see... Have I lost your partner? No, no, you've got me here. Um, from a from an on-field perspective, what would you like to see happen from here? Does it need to be its own program, T20? Because for Jerry Waitley speak about this, it is, it is where all the money's coming. It, it has to be an area that you have to take seriously because it is funding the game at the moment. So what's the future look like between now and the next World Cup in the West Indies and America? Well, there certainly has to be some serious analysis and look at it. And I think starting with the Big Bash, that needs to be our premier competition. The competition goes too long. They got greedy. The administrators saw the big dollars rather than making it a real high quality. That That's one thing. And I've said that for years. So that's the same procedure. And look, I'm a believer, and I know Andrew McDonald is, and I know Justin Langer was. I'm not a big fan of having different coaches with different teams because what happens there, you have... It's like if Dad says, no, go to Mum. And if Mum says, go go to Nana, I think you need one person in control, but he's got to have trusted lieutenants that he can maybe give some ownership to of their individual team. So it's a complex discussion that but I just don't know whether it's going to work with having separate coaches and a lot of people and I thought a couple of years ago it's time to do that I think you need one master but you've got to have trusted lieutenants that can can take the trips and I think that's where Andrew McDonald's going to head Aaron Finch you know it's hard he's a Victorian his time's up now and, and I love you Finchy but he probably you know what and Simon O'Donnell said this in hindsight, and I think a few others have, maybe after the last success, that might have been the right time. Probably held on a bit long. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.